Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. And welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe. And on this episode, we are talking about one of Erin A's favorite topics. Erin A is not here, but she wishes, she wishes she was here to talk about Christmas music. I know you're listening, Erin A. And I know you wish you could have been here. I know you regret all of those things you said last week. That was all because you couldn't be here and you weren't on. So I know, I know you're crying right now. You couldn't talk about Christmas music. But we are going to be talking about that. And unfortunately, Tiff couldn't be here, but I do have Tiff's answers. So we will be getting out Tiff's stuff. So Tiff is here in spirit. So I I can't wait to hear what everybody loves about Christmas music and some of their favorite songs. And we can get a lot of earworms stuck in your head. head. It'll be so awesome. So joining me today is Bex from, among other podcasts, Big Reputations Pod, and then Ishelle from Liberty Diner Dish, and then a bunch of other podcasts as well. We determined on our pop culture and fandom news episode, we're the threes, because each of us now, starting in 2024, have three podcasts, because one is not enough, two is not enough, three is the perfect number. I'm stopping there, okay? You heard it here? Yell at me if I say I'm doing another one. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get right into it. So Bex, I want to know for you, what makes a good Christmas song good? Well, it's funny that you had mentioned earworms uh, just a minute ago, because the first thing I wrote down was catchy, easy to sing along with, but doesn't stay in your head Ah. for days. (laughs) I, I love enjoying it while I'm listening to it, but... If it's like, if I wake up in the like at 4am singing the song, no, that does not make for a good song to me. And I say that I really like the songs that I can sing along with, but I also really like good instrumental versions, like, um, like the Charlie Brown Christmas or the Boston Pops, John Williams conducts the Boston Pops Christmas album. I love those and they don't need lyrics to be great. So I guess um, I guess I would go with what makes it good is something that's recognizable, right? Not not new songs, although new versions of old songs are okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just I guess the ones that I don't have to listen to. How's that, right? I used to work retail for many many years, uh. and I did not love having to listen to Christmas music, but I love listening to it by choice. 
I like winter centric ones followed by the Santa centric ones. And then like the religious ones kind of last in the, <laughs> that lineup. And for me, a good Christmas song is played in December. I enjoy the music. I love it so much, but I don't do it in other months. And I think that's why I love it because I don't overdo it for me. But you know what? If you love your Christmas music year round, knock yourself out. So you don't start on Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving? No. Um. Well, this year we put up our tree that weekend because we were having an open house shortly after. So that weekend after Thanksgiving, I will. But just barely, right? Like not, you know, the radio stations will start it on like Veterans Day. And I'm like, <laughs> no, or they'll start it the day after Halloween. That's too much for me personally. But you know what? If that's your thing, enjoy. Yeah. Unlike Halloween and horror movies, horror season is year round. Unlike horror season, Christmas is everything in moderation, Erin. Everything in moderation. <laughs> Not for me with horror. You know, there's holiday horror. Um. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yes, yes. I, yeah, I, I liked that answer, though. So, because it is kind of like it's a treat that you're waiting for at the end of the year. Yeah, that's how I think yeah. of it. So, Ishel, for you, what makes a great, a good Christmas song? I would say something that is joyful, something that if it has like some Christmas sounds to it, that's a bonus, like some bells or something like that. Yeah, that makes you feel like warm. I like when they tell a story. They don't have to tell a story, but I do like when they... When they tell a story, I do still have a tie to like the hymn, the Christmas hymns that I grew up with, even though a lot of my belief system has evolved from that time. It's still just uh, memories of those songs. I still kind of hold pretty dearly. So, yeah, I think that's what makes a good, a good Christmas song to me. Awesome. Love both of your answers. And Tiff said that um, for her, it's songs need to have meaning an emotional com component and quality lyrics. I like that emotional component to it too, because I do think that's true is that some of these can have that. Um, and sometimes I think that emotional component can come from when you heard it first or like a tie into some Christmas thing or a tie into a relative or something like that. Because I know this time of year is a very, very hard time for a lot of people. And so I do think sometimes Christmas music can tie into that as well. Um, and then also, you know, just like when you were growing up in commercials, you would see and you'd have certain songs on those commercials, you know, that kind of thing. Like I'll be home for Christmas always is like in some commercial that's like people that weren't going to be home for Christmas than they are. Or a lot of times it would be on something that would be an advertisement for like um, or call for donations to like a homeless shelter local and stuff like that. So it's kind of like it has those, those kind of ties to it, too. And I agree with that. I do um, – you know, it's funny the earworm thing, Bex, because I get earworms stuck in my head all the time. I wake up and I'll have like a song stuck in my head. And it's usually not Christmas music except for sometimes around this time of year it will be. And I don't mind it to an extent. It depends on what the earworm is though because there are some Christmas songs that I'm like, I do not want that stuck in my head. Like there are some Christmas songs I do not like. And so I don't want to hear them in my head. And that those are usually the ones that get stuck in your head. So if it is one that when it's stuck in my head, I don't mind or it doesn't feel like it's invasive kind of thing, you know, and I like ones that are kind of like, 
<laughs> You'll hear when I recommend a couple of ones, but kind of like that kind of have a sexy component to it, like a more grown up component to it. I like those, but I also just like the ones that are also have a lot of love behind them and a lot of fun too. And ones that you want to sing at the top of your lungs. Like if it's a song that I want to sing along to, I think that's also very important as well. But I do agree with the something that has a meat has meaning behind it too can make something very special and important to you. And I also will associate things a lot with like something I've watched or a movie or a moment in my life. So that also also is important. If I can associate it with something um, that brings a good memory to me or makes me feel something, then that song will have a little bit of a closer space and part in my heart. So, yeah. Okay. So I know everybody hates that. I always make you name just three. I know my panelists scream internally, sometimes externally at me about this. But if I were to just let you go, you know how long we'd be here? So this is why I do this to my dear, dear panelists that love me so much. When I say, Bex, name three of your go-to Christmas songs. <laughs> and I already told you I cheated. <laughs> um, but I am, I, I'm going to do it as albums just because I'm not going to name specific songs. So, um, but you were talking about feeling and emotion, uh -huh. right? And And sort of that relating it to those moments in your life and all of these as full albums do that for me so the first one is i'm guessing that i could give a million dollars to someone to guess it that isn't in my family and they would never ever guess this for me <laughs> and that is an album called christmas wishes from kenny rogers <laughs> You're right. I would have never guessed that. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yep. 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 I I don't know what to say. I've got no excuses, no rush. Like, it's just one of those albums that I my mom had when I was a kid and I grew up listening to it. And my favorite song is called Kentucky Homemade Christmas. And it absolutely makes me cry because they're talking about like, you know, Christmas isn't about spending money and we're a poor Kentucky family. And I mean, it's Kenny Rogers. I guess he can get away with saying that. Right. And like the the daughter wa wants this doll in the window and she's like 13 and she should know better by now. But like in a sentimental, nice way, not in like a how dare you not know. And like the little boy wants this knife, but like he has no idea that they're just too poor for that kind of thing. And it's just it makes me cry. I listened to it today in preparation for this. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. So that that is the one that I'm like, no one will ever guess. Is when I told my husband, I was like, well, we're building up our Christmas album collection. I need to have this. He's like, you need to what? Who? <laughs> Wait, who are you? <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 probably number one. And so I would say that song from it. The second one I have is Christmas Portrait by The Carpenters. And um, if I had to pick a favorite song from that al album, it would be Home for the Holidays. Uh, I just really, really like that album at my dad's house growing up. That was the first one, the first album that we listened to every Christmas morning. So when on the years I was there on Christmas morning, we would come down the stairs to that album 
uh, we had it on vinyl and that was back like in that phase where vinyl wasn't like cool but it was also a little bit dated at that time you know it was, it was like the the late 80s right and early 90s and so everybody has moved to tapes or maybe cds but we we still played it on a record every morning and now that is the first album that we listen to my husband and i listen to when we're decorating our tree at christmas time so i was like uh i love it and i i had like a little bit from it <laughs> there was this tiktok i saw not that long ago probably it came out a while longer because i saw it on instagram and so it was like <laughs> obviously on tiktok like at least two weeks before then but it was talking about the i'll be home for christmas song and like uh the mandela effect so <laughs> if you haven't seen this basically people asked if they had like did I imagine these lyrics this way because like now when I hear all these other versions I hear a different line so I just wanted to for you all like if you could finish this lyric or fill in the blank on this lyric when they say I'll be home for Christmas you can blank on me count on Michelle yeah I always always count is it planned okay <laughs> So that's the thing. I would always say count on me too. But apparently like all these albums have it as plan. Yeah. I think the Michael Buble, I, I can hear him saying plan. Michael Buble, Elvis, Sinatra, like all of these. But it is on the Carpenter's Christmas album where they say you can count on me. <laughs> so okay. yay for that. The version that everybody knew. <laughs> Or that was guessing, yeah. It wasn't Mandela Effect, so people thought it was, but it actually, it just came from, you know, the Carpenters. <laughs> All right. And then quick last one, I'm just going to do the essential now that's what I call Christmas. <laughs> because it's got all the essentials. It's in the title right there. You know, you've got your Holly Jolly Christmas, your Chipmunk song, your Feliz Navidad. You know, wham, last Christmas, all of the good stuff. You name, like, if you can think of it as like a radio Christmas song, it's on this album. And I just, I like having them all in one place like that. So told you I wouldn't take up extra time with naming you albums. Didn't. I hope that was, it was quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> I can talk about those albums all day. So if you have questions, I'll follow up now. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. I was not expecting that first one, but that's awesome. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> awesome though. And Ishelle, three of your go-to ones. All right. I want to make sure everybody heard Aaron say these are just go-tos. They're not my favorites. <laughs> They're go-tos. <laughs> and I have to say that because the first one I'm going to talk about is probably the worst Christmas song ever. <laughs> but there's a story. <laughs> so the first one I'm going to go with is Christmas Shoes. But let me tell you why. Oh, yeah. When I was in high school, I worked at a grocery store. And probably on October 1st, if not before, they started playing Christmas music. And I swear to you, Christmas Shoes was at least every third song. So it was that deal of if you can't beat them, join them. So I just made that my personal tradition. So every year I kick off my Christmas season by making myself listen to Christmas Shoes. <laughs> so, and so I can't listen to any other Christmas song until I have listened to Christmas Shoes. So that's going to be the first one. The next one is just for sentimental reasons. And that is uh, That's Christmas to Me by Pentatonix. 
And then the third one, I'm going to go with Merry Christmas Baby by James Brown because it just reminds me of, um, I heard it in some, I know I've heard it in some movie, but it just reminds me of being young and going to my grandparents' house. So I know they played that one a lot. So yeah, those are the three that I'm going with. Christmas shoes. That Christmas talk shoes. about a song that's supposed to make you cry. <laughs> I mean, it is written for you know how they like make movies to win an award. Like they wrote this one. Yeah, it's very manipulative. Oh yeah, very emotional. <laughs> and so you feel bad for like hating it. He's like, oh, you don't like this song about this little boy who wants to buy shoes for his mom. Like, you monster. <laughs> but I want to go back to something you said, Ishel. So they started playing music on October 1st. They started Yeah, mm-hmm. if not before. Yeah. And it, well, it, it was piped in from like headquarters, so we could not do anything about it. <laughs> yeah. And they really only had about four or five songs on that playlist. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I worked there for like four years. So, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Wow, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just got to join them. Like, you can't get away from it. So I just had to join in. Yeah. yeah you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> uh, well, this is Tiff's list. Tiff's three plus a bonus is Silent Night by The Temptations, What Child Is This by Mary J. Blige and Andrea Bocelli, Happy Holidays by The Whispers. And the bonus one is When a Child is Born by Gladys Knight and Johnny Mathis. So, yes. So those, All good choices. Those are Tiff's choices. Uh, and mine, and I made a huge long list, and I was just going to decide here what I was going to do. Number one, and putting the Elvis of it aside, Elvis's version of Blue Christmas is my absolute number one favorite Christmas song. Just the, uh, I can't imitate Elvis, but you know how it starts with, I, I'll have a blue Christmas. Plus, I just love that song anyway. That's probably my favorite Christmas song, hands down, period. It just kind of fits into me and my personality and who I am. And I have a, a funny story here of why this is my favorite version of it and how it became my favorite version. So as everybody knows, I've watched soaps since I was a young little child. And when I was a teenager, I used to watch uh, One Life to Live. And my big ship on One Life to Live was Max and Luna. And this was during a time when they had broken up because Max was like, he was, I think he became an alcoholic or drugs or something. And Luna, you know, they broke up, but he cheated on Luna, all this stuff. And there's a scene in the pub that they always went to. And it's around Christmas, and it's a time when Max is trying to get Luna back, and you hear in the background Blue Christmas by Elvis. And so it just reminds me, I can still see that scene in my head. So it reminds me of one of my favorite ships ever in the soap world, Max and Luna. So I just associate it with that. So on top of loving it, I have that that little fond little memory in my mind. And then I love any version pretty much of Santa Baby, but my favorite is Eartha Kitt's version. I just, I love that song. And just because yes. yeah, it's, it's kind of sexy and, you know, that's why I love it. And then for this last one, this is so, so hard for me to choose which one I'm going to choose here. I'll say uh, the Eagles, please come home for Christmas. I just really like that version a lot, so. 
Yeah. And since it's my show bonus, Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) (laughs) Bruce Springsteen's version, yes. So I'm throwing that out. (laughs) I think it's interesting that like a lot of these songs are songs that there are so many versions of, but there are very particular people groups that we that we find comfort in hearing sing them you know Mm -hmm. yeah i love it yeah and i think that's just kind of the case is that there are certain christmas songs that there are versions that are better than other ones for you personally and it could be meaning to you it could be like the singer's voice more than other singers voices so and i think that'll go into a little bit of what we're going to talk about next which is so beck's I, I'm trying to think if I can deci- decipher from your picks, but do you prefer the more classic version of Christmas songs, like the old school versions, or the more updated modern ones? I, I sat with this question for a minute because I was like, I don't think I really have a preference down that line, like classic or modern. But for me, it's more about the arrangement and the voice of the singers, like you were saying, like some some voices I just don't enjoy listening to. Um, so like it can be an old song if it's sung by a new artist whose voice I enjoy. Like I have an Adina Menzel singing Christmas songs album and I happen to like her voice. So I will listen to her sing some of the songs that like, you know, when someone else sings it, it's just it's just not right. Like. I'm going to use Michael Bublé as an example. Like he, his arrangements, who, whether he does it or someone else, I don't really know. But I feel like they try to do something too fancy and it loses me. Right. So keeping the song like a little more traditional, it doesn't matter to me if it, who it's sung by. If you're saying like older, like how old are we talking? I mean, like Carol of the Bells. I love a good Carol of the Bells. Right. But I also like, I don't know, what's super contemporary? I don't even know what when we are cutting the line at contemporary because... I- well, you can do it like, I mean, I'm just kind of thinking, you know, like classic would be more like the stuff from like 50s. Church. <laughs> and church as well. Yeah. And then very like the classic version that um, doesn't have any kind of... I don't know, added thing to it, like rock or, but, but like more like a contemporary would be something done more like with someone that would be even like 80s, 90s, 2000s and on, like a contemporary, like a more contemporary version where it's not yeah, that classic. I'm going to have to go with a mix. I, I'm just going to have to go with a mix because I, I think for me, if it's all one thing, it's not going to work. You know, I basically, I want them to be recognizable as the songs that that I know and that I grew up with. Like if the arrangement is too funky or too different from what it's, I'm expecting, then I'm like, what is happening? What What is this version? No. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'll i take a mix. Awesome. And Ishel? I think I'm probably there too where I can do a mix. Sometimes like if it's like from the 30s and 40s, sometimes those arrangements are a little too slow for me. <laughs> but um, But I do like them. I love standards. And so I feel like the thing about standards is that they keep getting a new life every, you know, so many years. And so I do enjoy that. I think as long as nobody's trying to like cover a Mariah song, I really don't care if they're, 
know, redoing something else. Just like, don't try to redo, don't try to cover Mariah, don't try to cover Whitney, and then like, we're fine. So that's pretty much where I land on it. I'll listen to, yeah, old versions, new versions. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And Tiff said, I prefer R&B soul versions of classic songs and also gospel versions are awesome. So that's what Tiff prefers. Yeah, for me, it is kind of a mixture. Uh, I will say, though, I do love, like, rock versions of Christmas songs. Like, I really, really love those. And there's been, like, also, like, punk versions of Christmas songs and stuff like that. So something that is a little bit different than what you're used to hearing, I do enjoy that. Like, that'll pique my interest. But I like a mixture. But as far as, like, something that might intrigue me more, it would definitely be if someone's putting a little bit of a twist or a spin on it. I mean, I do know there are certain songs that you might not want to hear that with, but I kind of like that, you know, like if you're putting like a little different, your different little touches on it. I don't know. I think that makes a difference. So, yeah. Okay. Well, and lastly, as far as for the Christmas music section of it, we are still playing Six Degrees of Finn. I don't know if anybody else played it, but... <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, but I want to know, so Bex, then do you have a favorite singer, like among those that you chose or somebody else when it comes to Christmas music? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess Karen Carpenter, because I just, I really like her her album. Like, I mean, it's both of them, but it's mostly her singing. And there's a lot of instrumental on that, but it's just, it's just really nice. I would say in favorite arrangements is going to be John Williams and the Boston Pops. I love the way he does that music and like you can hear all the different instruments. They each have a, their own personality. They're like each their own character in the songs. And here's one. I, it's going to be a little strange, but like maybe the Muppets. <laughs> like I'm yeah. not going to go as far as the Chipmunks, but... Uh, <laughs> But I think the Muppets, their Christmas Carol movie, like the whole album is awesome. That's another one I have. And I can sing along. I, we watch that movie every year and I sing the songs the whole time where we're watching it. And my husband's like, can we just watch the movie? And I'm like, no, I have to sing along. <laughs> so I'm going to put the Muppets on there. Awesome. I I like that though because I the Muppets were like must for me like all the time. I was so I was obsessed with the Muppets as a child. Loved the Muppets me too. so much. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved the uh the Jason Siegel Muppets movie. I really liked that. That too. one was good. Yeah. Was yeah, good. yeah, absolutely. And and they had a new show out mm -hmm. it's on Disney Plus. Um it was cute. I mean, it was Muppets. It wasn't like Wow, that's the most profound thing, but it's Muppets. Like it it's just it just needs to be good and enjoyable. And I mean, it was like Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem was the the focus. Like those were the the main Muppets. But my go-to Muppets is besides Muppet Christmas Carol would have to be the Great Muppet Caper. That's my follow-up. It's Muppets Take Manhattan for me. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. Because when I was little, I was obsessed with New York. I was it was the actor in me. It was the theater part of it. Yeah, so I was obsessed with New York. So, yeah, uh, one of my favorite shirts, and I wore it down when I was a little kid. Was just a shirt with like the New York skyline on it. And, yeah, so I was obsessed. I love that. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I have not lived here my whole life, so like it, it, I get that. That like 
longing to be in in a big flashy city like that. Yeah, when you're a theater kid, it's like you know when you're an, when you're into acting as well. So it was I was obsessed with both L.A. and New York. So I was obsessed with both for very different reasons. But yeah. So Ishel, do you have a favorite singer? I don't know if I can narrow it down to a favorite, but I do. Okay, I love some Mariah Carey at Christmas time. I like her like pop stuff, but I also love her gospel stuff. But I think I would have to go the opposite of Bex and actually go with Michael Bublé. Uh, I have. <laughs> Sorry. I, li- I like listening to <laughs> albums, like vinyl albums for, with my Christmas music. And so I have some of his Christmas music on music on vinyl. And um, I think if, if I had to like, if I had to play one album several times a day, that's probably the one that I would be able to play. So yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Michael Bublé. <laughs> I love it. I love it. There's something for everyone. Yeah. Well, and, and you are right. Like he does do his own spin on it, but I think it's because like, I don't take it as like, these are the standards. I take it as this is Michael Bublé because he's his own, he's an entertainer in his own way. And yeah. And so he's just kind of got that thing that he does and so i just kind of take it as like this is just michael buble you know not the standards he did a duet with adina menzel it's on her album i think Mm. it's him but it is for that christmas song the (laughs) the one the one like baby it's cold outside oh yeah 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 actually i was surprised darren that wasn't a question on here like what are you what are the three the controversial christmas songs yeah (laughs) i've been like no we're gonna do like a laid back Uh (laughs) let's let's keep it positive yeah we're not gonna talk about talk about the controversial stuff so yeah i was like nah we'll just keep it laid back yeah no but even the silly stuff like um grandma got run over by a reindeer and all of that like my mom loves that song and i like okay mom yeah <laughs> she just she thinks it's it's amusing and, well, she and the message of it. it is like we believe that's <laughs> you know like that's the message of that song i mean there's the i saw mama kissing santa claus <laughs> yeah. you know that yeah that one <laughs> yep which yep, is another yep, one of my favorites <laughs> i think yeah. my one of my least favorites so is gonna be like dominic the donkey i am not a fan of that one as much i don't even know that i know that one i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put it in your heads but those who know know what i'm talking about it's not bad it's just it's i said it out loud so now i'm doomed to wake up at 4 a.m with it in my head but it's one of those like earwormy like in not the best way <laughs> yeah yeah oh, i understand so Tiff went with an album for this and said the best Christmas of all the best Christmas album of all time is The Temptations Give Love at Christmas, which was released in 1980. So I'm gonna say she's also saying the Temptations. I'm speaking for you, Tiff, so you can <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. But yeah. And then for me, you know, and it's funny when you said Michael Buble, because I first I always kind of put Michael Buble and Harry Connick Jr. in like the same little thing. And I loved Harry Connick Jr. when I was in high school. So I kind of put them in the same kind of little grouping there. Um, But I'm going to go with Chris Isaac because Chris Isaac, I think, is just kind of made for Christmas music for doing like updated rock, almost rockabilly kind of versions of Christmas songs. And plus Chris Isaac and I've mentioned this before, and I haven't seen him in a year, so I don't know, but he still does. Sometimes he'll do Christmas performances and Christmas concerts and stuff like that. 
But Chris Isaac is one of the best people to ever see in concert. He is amazing. He's like made to be on stage and he like tells stories. He goes to the, into the audience. He used to, I don't know if he still does it. He would stay behind and sign autographs and you didn't have to pay for it. You didn't have to buy anything. He just stays behind and he's incredibly shy in person, but he's just, he's just like a amazing performer because he's also got, I think, an actor in him. So he's putting on a performance, you know, like he's taking you on a journey through the songs. So I would love to see him do his Christmas shows, which I never got a chance to because I've seen him in concert quite a few times, but I never got a chance to do that. But that's who I'm going to go with. But it was it was between him and and uh, Harry Connick Jr. because I love Harry Connick Jr. Christmas songs. Harry Connick Jr. is kind of made for Christmas. <laughs> I mean, he just kind of yeah. is. It's I like, think he's on my my now that's what you call essential Christmas music oh, I'm sure. album. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but we are going to turn to Six Degrees of Finn Whitrock. And I know it's like, wait, how can you play Six Degrees of Finn Whitrock with Christmas songs? Very easily, you know, Christmas songs appear in movies and TV shows. So there you go. And so, Bex, you were nodding that you're playing. Eshel, mm-hmm. did you come up with one? <gasps> That's okay. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Bex, how did you connect Finn Whitrock to, and what Christmas song did you connect? All right. So, well, I brought up the Muppets album or the Muppets movie there. So that way I could kind of play Six Degrees using Kermit. (laughs) I love that. I tried to do it with Michael Caine, but I was like, no, it's easier to do with Kermit. (laughs) So Kermit was in a Muppets Christmas Carol uh, where he sings One More Sleep Till Christmas. So there's the song specifically. And Kermit was also in a Very Merry Muppet Christmas movie. Joan Cusack appeared in that movie as well. She was also in In and Out with Debbie Reynolds, who was in Halloween Town High <laughs> with Finn Whitrock. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. I think that's only like the second time we have ever had Halloween Town High be mentioned. That's awesome. <laughs> I think it might have been me too. I was like, we're going with this. I did enjoy that one, yes. And it's funny, Bex, when you were mentioning, you know, if we were going to talk about controversial Christmas songs. So I did use Baby, It's Cold Outside. Uh, and I use this because I just recently, of course, rewatched Elf. I rewatch it every year. And I rewatched it because we did a special Patreon-only episode, Aaron A. and I, talking about Elf. And there is the scene where Buddy um, is singing with, you know, Zoe Deschanel's character is singing Baby, It's Cold Outside, and they're singing together. And so there's that song in there. And Zoe Deschanel, of course, was in New Girl. And who else was in New Girl? Max Greenfield, who's been in tons of Ryan Murphy productions. But we are going to go with the assassination of Gianni Versace because that is one of the few that I have very little criticism of. And who else was in that? Mr. Finn Whitrock. So that is how I'm connecting Finn Whitrock. And also in that, and this kind of connects to the Muppet thing, was um, Darren Chris. I'm like, how the hell am I forgetting his name? <laughs> I love him. I'm like, how am I forgetting his name? But anyway, so that's how we played. So yes. So thank you both so much for joining me for this very short but very lovely Christmas episode. And who knows what we're going to cover next year. It might be Christmas commercials because that has been suggested. Who knows? 
that might be kind of interesting. So that was suggested. So we shall see. Maybe we'll do 80s and 90s commercials too. So we'll just do a commercial month. <laughs> uh, I all right. All right. Show me. Wait, no, wait. Where's the beef? <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a whole collection of TikToks that I'm collecting. And and some point, Carla and I are going to do a live stream only and react to these commercials. And they're old commercials from the 80s and 90s. And some in the early 2000s, but mainly 80s and 90s. And there's also like safety training videos <laughs> that are hilarious. They're hilarious. I'm telling you, these are so, so funny. <laughs> so that'll be coming some point. But we're going to go ahead and wrap up. And my lovely panelists can let everybody know where their podcasts can be found. So Bex. All right. Well, you can find Big Reputations. Latinx Visions, and Coach Period's Book Club all wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Big Reputations is on Instagram at Big Rep Pod, and I'm going to go with Blue Sky at Big Reputations Pod dot Blue Sky dot whatever it is. Latinx Visions is on Instagram and Twitter still at Latinx Visions, and Coach Beard's Book Club is on Twitter and Blue Sky. I think it's Beard's Book Club is the handle for those. So. Follow us, listen, let us know what you think. We've done some Christmassy episodes on on each of them. Awesome. Thank you. And Ishelle, where can they find your podcasts? Um, they you should be able to find them wherever you get your podcasts. You can find Liberty Diner Dish, you can find Pink Plate Special, and then in 2024 you'll be able to find Let's Talk About Rex. And I think that we are only on Instagram right now. I think we technically have handles on other things, but I don't know nothing about that. So <laughs> we're on Instagram at Liberty Diner Dish. Awesome. Are you talking about your other podcasts or on socials as well? Um, they could be. <laughs> I don't do that side of it. So <laughs> they will be eventually. Right now, just just find Liberty Diner Dish and then you can get to everything else from there. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. Well, thank you so much. And remember, you know. She kind of enjoys Christmas. She's much more a horror dog, but she still likes Christmas. We were watching um, a bunch of Christmas horror movies last Friday, and that, of course, is Fergie. You can follow her on TikTok at Schroeder and Fergs. That's S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R-A-N-D-F-E-R-G-S. It's long, but it's worth it, and that is in the show notes. So if you don't want to write that down quickly, click the link in the show notes. Be sure to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one on Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod on TikTok at it's a fandom thing pod. We are in threads too. I keep forgetting to mention that, but we're on threads at it's a fandom thing pod. If you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, feel free to reach out to us via our website. It's a fandom thing pod.com. Click the contact us button there. That'll shoot me an email and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And while you're there, consider becoming a Patreon supporter today. For as little as three bucks a month, you get ad-free episodes, bonus content, including our Elf episode. And before the rest of the regular listeners get it, we're going to be releasing unedited, uncut, our three-hour video episode covering Barbie. And we are dressed as Barbies. That's me. Aaron A., Carla, and Susie were dressed as our own Barbies. Mine is horror-themed. Duh. Um, and so you can see that. And then, you know, the pod, 
podcast listeners, you're not going to get any Barbie content. You're not going to get the regular episode of that for a couple of months. So go become a Patreon supporter today and you'll get to see it early and uncut. And next week, we are wrapping up the year with a look at some of our favorite things, the best of 2023. So once again, as always, for those episodes, I'm going to be joined by Carla, Meg, Aaron A., and Sasha, and we're going to be counting down 10 of our favorite things from the past year. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate.